Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. Please don't be hating. Find us wherever you listen to your podcast. This is where you find us, but you can find it anywhere else. You know, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, um, SoundCloud. It's everywhere, but mainly on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B L E A V dot com. My man Kevin Cleveland, as always, is running the show, engineering, producing. Kevin, how you doing, brother? Yo, what up, Reg? Good morning. Um, doing all right, you know. We're hitting the, the low point of the year with no football for the next few months. But uh, maybe I can get all those chores done around the house my wife's been telling me to do. Oh, yeah, I know, man. My wife is so glad football is over. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm glad football is over. I'm, 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 I'm glad and sad because I'm going to miss the season. But... I'm glad that I don't have to be glued to the TV Sunday, Monday, Thursday, watching all these games so I can give you guys all these damn takes. But now we get into basketball. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the all-star break. Basketball. But first up. All right. Super Bowl is done and finished. And... I think it was probably one of the greatest games I've ever seen. I actually thought it was a great game, uh, especially for a viewer that uh, is not a fan of football. Um, you know, the Eagles kind of dominated the first half, but uh, Kansas City came boring back. And I did get the spread right. I just got the wrong numbers. So I did say Kansas City by three, and that's what happened. By but, three. It wasn't, wow. but it wasn't the exact point total. Yeah, I did not. I mean, this was, this was a fantastic game. And I feel like the last few Super Bowls have been great. I mean, although I did not watch the Kansas City Tampa Bay because I was still boycotting the NFL at that point. Um but I did watch Niners Kansas City. That was a great game. Sucked for us. Uh did not watch uh Tampa Bay uh Chiefs. Uh and then I did watch what was the one after that? I think that was just last year. It was the Rams and uh, the Bengals, and that was a great Super Bowl, right? Great Super Bowl. Rams came out on top. Especially for me. Yeah, especially <laughs> for you. And this one here, I thought there was no way, and I've been saying this for weeks, I thought Philadelphia Eagles had the best team top to bottom, and there was no way the Chiefs were beating them. And we were think people were giving the Chiefs all kinds of credit that they could beat them simply because they had number 15, Patrick Mahomes, and nobody else did. And in the end, that's exactly what it came down to. They have Patrick Mahomes, who is the Le- LeBron of the NFL. Mahomes threw to a bunch of dudes on one-year contracts. Juju Smith-Schuster is on a one-year contract. Kadarius Tony just got traded to them from the Giants after looking like he was hot garbage. He comes to Kansas City and balls for them, right? Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, one-year contract. He's got all these dudes. Uh, 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 who, who else do he have there? Hardman. Um, and, of course, he's got Kelsey, who's, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. But he's doing it with spare parts and bits and pieces around him, and the dude just does whatever it takes to get it done. And this was a fantastic game. No slight to either team. The Eagles were amazing. Jalen Hurts looked unstoppable. I mean, besides that one fumble for a touchdown, which was crazy. 
crazy. Like the ball just happened to bounce, and it never does that. Like at all my years of playing football, watching football, it's so rare that a fumble just bounces right up into the dude's hand and he's able to just run and take off. Usually it's slipping all around like a damn banana peel and nobody can get it. People are falling on it. But that happened just the right way for the Chiefs. And that's what killed – I mean, that basically was the game, right? Because they couldn't afford to give away points while Patrick Mahomes is not on the field. That's what it came down to. Patrick Mahomes on the field was getting points every single time. He was scoring touchdowns every time they had the ball. And he wasn't doing it like air raid offense, throwing it all over the field. He was taking what the defense gave him. And that is the craziest thing to watch about this dude because you're watching the evolution of how great this guy is. He came in throwing the ball 400, 500 yards everywhere. The Super Bowl, he's throwing for crazy yards, yada, yada, yada. One year, if anybody remembers, remember, uh, I think it was last year they were talking about, has the league figured out Patrick Mahomes? Because he didn't throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. That's what people were saying. People were trying to find a reason to downgrade this man and put Josh Allen over him, which we know now is ridiculous. Um, This year, people tried to find a way to put Joe Burrow over him, which we know is ridiculous. This guy is just simply the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Pure, simple, no other way around it. The greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Look, I mean, okay, check this out. Through their first, I think this is his first six years, first six seasons in the NFL, first five years as a starter in the NFL compared to Tom Brady, who everybody universally wants to say is the GOAT. I don't. I've always thought he's the most accomplished, but there's always been better quarterbacks to me that I would take. Tom Brady, through the first five years as a starter, three Super Bowl wins. Patrick Mahomes has two. Super Bowl MVPs. Tom Brady has two. Patrick Mahomes has two. League MVPs. Patrick Mahomes has two. Brady, zero. Pro Bowls. Brady, three. Patrick Mahomes, five. First team all pro. Brady, zero. Patrick Mahomes, two. Passing yards, 18,000 for Brady, 24,000 for Patrick Mahomes, 123 touchdowns, 66 interceptions for Brady, 192 touchdowns to 48 interceptions for Mahomes. This is unlike anything we've ever seen. And I don't understand why we can't just see with our eyes that this is the greatest playing of the quarterback position we have ever seen. They take away the deep from the guy and he figures out a way to check down and take what's underneath. It came with some bumps and bruises because that last last year we saw him turning the ball over, trying to force it down the down the field to Tyreek and, and yada yada. And it and they started playing cover two and taking away the deep ball. So he, he had to be more patient. He took a year and learned to be patient. Take what the defense gives you. And then, of course, when he's taking what the defense gives you in this game and they win the game, all the analysts want to say, well, he was outplayed by Jalen Hurts. How? No, he wasn't. Jalen Hurts was spectacular. Patrick Mahomes did everything that was necessary to win the game. And I've said this on this podcast before. Sometimes it takes not messing up. Just don't mess up. That's a big part of playing the position of quarterback. Can you not fuck it up when it matters the most? Because most dudes will wet the bed. 
most dudes will get in these pressure situations and try to make the big throw when you don't have to. You don't have to throw the ball 30 yards down the field when you got a running back like Pacheco out there in the flat. Just throw it to him and let him make the play. He knows I'll live to see another day if I just throw it to the flat and let the running back make something happen. And that's the most scary part about this dude, because if all of a sudden he's it's it's kind of like he's Neo in the Matrix. I, I felt like this about LeBron in the 20, 2011, I want to say 2011, 2011, 2012 season, when he came back after losing to the Dallas Mavericks and looking terrible in the finals. That dude came back the next year, and that was the best basketball I'd ever seen LeBron James play. It was like he saw everything happening a move before. He was different than everybody in the league from that point forward. And that's what I saw with Patrick Mahomes during the Super Bowl. He's just different. He was running. I mean, you expected Jalen Hurts to be the guy running all over the field. Patrick Mahomes was the one making the running plays. And he's just got everything you need. He can run and get your first downs. He'll throw it deep. He'll throw it short. He's out there playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. And I, I just didn't imagine that they could beat the Eagles. I just didn't imagine. The Eagles had the best defense in the NFL all season long. You know, the Niners and the Eagles back and forth, right? And now people want to discount the Eagles and say, oh, the Eagles' defense was fraudulent. No, it wasn't. They just got beat by a mastermind. That's all that happened. They got beat by the best quarterback you've ever seen. That is what happened. That defense was lights out all year long. That defense was good in the Super Bowl. They just got outmatched by a dude who's better than everybody on the field. And no, it's hard for people to just get around that because in our in our soul, most of our souls, we've got some hate in there and we don't want to congratulate the greatness that we ever see because that means that we might not be on that kind of level. But you're not. You're just not. This dude is the best we've ever seen do it at his position in his sport. It's just that simple. Your eyes are not lying to you. You were watching a guy be better than we've ever seen anybody be before. And then they want to go about the holding call with Bradbury. It was a hold. He came out and said it was a hold. But people want to want to want to want to argue with it. Well, they shouldn't be they should swallow the whistle. Why should they swallow the whistle in the biggest game of the year? Why all of a sudden they're supposed to act like they didn't see the hold? And it doesn't have to be a tackle. All it needs to be is a grab of the jersey. Because if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you want to see that hold called. That, that impeded his progress. If it was the other way around, the Eagles would want that hold call. If it wasn't called, they'd be complaining if they lost the game. Hey, we didn't get that holding call. The refs, the refs swallowed the whistle. A foul is a foul is a foul is a foul. It don't matter when it happens. Doesn't matter where it happens. It's a foul. He grabbed the guy. That's it. You have to throw the flag and and roll with it. And it sucks because Jalen Hurts didn't get a chance to, to get the ball back. But, hey, that's not, on, that's not on the refs. That's on Bradbury. And he owned it. So l- live with it. But where do they go from here, right? I mean, because... Okay, now Patrick's got his Super Bowl. What happens with the Chiefs next year? I mean, I can't imagine. What else are they going to – what else? They're, they're primed. He's been in this, the AFC Championship game five years straight. 
five years straight. What's to stop them from doing it again next year? I know the AFC, people want to say the AFC is, is really tough, and it is. They've got all the quarterbacks over there. But in their division, hell, they're going to beat the Broncos again. I mean, they got Sean Payton, but I don't care. They still got Russ, and Russ is cooked. You got the Chargers with, with Herbert, and if they don't get any real speed at receiver, it's not going to matter. And then you got the Raiders, and they don't matter anyways. So the Chiefs are going to win their division again, barring, you know, any catastrophe catastrophic injury they're gonna win their division again they'll probably have home field advantage and you're gonna have to go through KC and Andy Reid and all these dudes right and they're keeping their quarter I mean Eric Bieniemy, I guess is interviewing for the the commander's offensive coordinator position because I guess he'd be able to call plays there but that's a terrible move why why in the world would you do that you're gonna you think you're gonna go to the commanders and show show the league hey I can really coach with Sam Howell as your quarterback don't do it. Do not do that. Stay right where you're at and wait till Andy Reid decides he don't want to do this no more. Because Eric Bieniemy, if he can't get a, jo- a job coaching, well, he's when he's calling plays and you know, kind of the, the the schemer for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, you damn sure ain't getting no job if you go to to the Commanders and Sam Howell is calling the shots for you. That's not gonna fly. So he needs to stay. They're going to keep Steve Spagnuolo. Nobody's giving him a no damn uh, new coordinator job. I mean, a head coach job. We've already seen that movie. He's a coordinator, not a head coach. They'll be back. They'll be fine. They've got LeBron. They're going to be just fine. They'll add pieces everywhere. They'll take care of the offensive line. The Chiefs are, the Chiefs are, they're the model. They're the model for NFL teams. They're the model. They've got the... They've got the greatest quarterback in the world. They've got a great coach. They've got a great front office. And they just make all the moves necessary to keep them relevant. As long as they've got Mahomes back there, they can slide a little bit in other positions because they're going to be fine. And they've got him on a great contract. Remember when he got that half a billion dollar contract over 10 years? It looks like a bargain now because he's not even in the, he's not even he's not even making the most yearly on average. It's a bargain. They're able to do everything they want to do with the other players. And for the Eagles, I've, I've, I think the Eagles are stacked. They're loaded. They're going to lose a lot of free agents. James Bradbury is going to be one of them. Uh, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, they're getting a little long in the tooth. They might have to get rid of those cats. And what are you going to do? You're, going to, you're not going to resign them to long-term deals. So they're going to come back for a one-year, two-year deal. I doubt it. They'll probably go somewhere and see if they can get some money somewhere else. But they've got picks. I mean, they've got a top-10 pick. They've got uh they they grabbed the boy from uh from the Bears I think Roquan, they've got a little squad they got a squad there and the main thing is Jalen Hurts and so what are you gonna do with Jalen Hurts because they're going to give him extension and what do you do right do you do the Deshaun Watson do you give him two hundred because it's got to be more than two thirty because Deshaun got two thirty a year ago so now it's time to pay the Piper a little bit more so you're gonna give him two fifty guaranteed right you're gonna do two fifty. Or are you going to give him one of these Mahomes contracts 10 years and spread it all out so that you could still take care of the rest of your team, which I think sounds like the best deal to me. Spread it out over 10 years, right? Give him a guaranteed contract. Give him a, give him a, a bunch of money guaranteed up front and spread that thing out over 10 years. That's how you model. You just co- It's a copycat league. Copy the Chiefs because Hurts deserves it. He... He jumped up, and it's not even like Hurts 
Because when I watched him last year against the Buccaneers, and I thought this dude might not be it. But the only reason I thought he might not be it is because he didn't have enough weapons around him. Now, I think Jalen Hurts is a dope quarterback. Do I think he's more talented than Lamar Jackson? No, I do not. Do I think he's more talented than Josh Allen? Eh, I don't know. They might be right there. I mean, Josh Allen might have more of a cannon for an arm, but I think they their running style is kind of the same. I think Josh Allen might be a better runner, maybe, than, than Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure. Um, but what do you do? I mean, like, he came up, and it's the same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked very bad his first two seasons, and then he got a real number one receiver, and they put other receivers around him, and he started looking better. Jalen Hurts had Devontae Smith. They grabbed him A.J. Brown. All of a sudden, he takes leaps and bounds forward. He had a Jay, he had a, a Josh Allen-type leap year where it looked like, oh, my God, he's not really that good, and then all of a sudden, he's an MVP candidate. That's how dope Jalen Hurts was this year, and that's what people need to understand. You put that kind of talent around a quarterback who's good, and they're going to do great things. It's just that simple. You can see it in Dallas. I'm, 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 oh, 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 God! This I got to bring this up about Dak Prescott. Um, he won the, I believe, the Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, at the Super Bowl, and they were booing that man. They booed the Walter Payton Man of the Year. The crowd was booing him. That was the wackest thing I can imagine seeing. And I know that had to hurt for that dude because he hasn't done anything but come back from a broken ankle and try to play football the best of his ability with less talent around him. And we're booing the Walter Payton man of the year for doing good in the community. and do That is just low of low and... Oh, man. And even after, I mean, hell, earlier, the Dallas Cowboys media put out something where they were kind of throwing him under the bus. If I was Dak Prescott, man, I'd want to get the hell up out of there. Although I know that's not how he's going to ride with it because that dude is built different. I've hung out with him. I talked to him. We did we did a commercial together that didn't run, but I like the dude. I know what I, I can hear. I can feel his character in him. And I know he's going to want to stay there and make it right. And it's the same thing for him. You just got to get more weapons. CeeDee Lamb ain't enough. He needs another receiver around him. He is not these these guys aren't Patrick Mahomes. I keep telling people this. There's Patrick Mahomes and everybody else. Patrick Mahomes can do it without having a number one receiver on the outside. These other dudes can't. They need more help. Dak needs more help. But even with more help, they're still going to be in the the top 3 of the NFC. I mean, it's the Niners, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. And the cow and the nine. I mean, the Eagles have, with with Jalen Hurts and the way they're going to structure this contract, and with Howie Roseman being the GM, and he is a fantastic GM. They've got draft picks. They've got everything going for them. They got a young team. They'll be back in the hunt. They just don't got Patrick Mahomes, and neither does your team. <laughs> and that's the scariest thing for the NFL. But season's up. We move on to the draft, and we'll get ready in a couple months. Be back after the break. So, NBA All-Star break is upon us, and I could care less. I, I have lost all enthusiasm, all care for the All-Star game as I've gotten older because 
these dudes don't care less and less every year. And, and people stop playing. They load manage the damn NBA All-Star Weekend, right? Like, you don't even get your best players or your favorite players playing in that game, going hard. I mean, the score is always now like 160 to 170. They changed the rule, and now you – I don't even remember how this thing goes. Is they they add up the quarter and the total points, and you got to get to a certain number. And it's just, man, I don't care. They ain't playing no defense. It's just an exhibition, and I really could care less. The slam dunk competition don't matter. That last year was the worst I'd ever seen. This year, I don't even know who's in the slam dunk competition this year. Who I I already I haven't even heard about it. Saw I think it is tonight probably. The dunk competitions tonight. Yesterday was the Rising Stars game, and they had like four teams of of seven players. They ain't got they ain't got whoa whoa how many is that four times seven is twenty eight. They ain't twenty eight Rising Stars in the NBA. Where they get all these dudes at? I, ooh, I'm watching G League. There was G League dudes playing in the Rising Star game. Now I'm not saying that G League dudes are terrible, but I'm not trying to watch them dudes play a basketball game. Let them practice on their own time. I'm not, my eyeballs ain't watching dudes in the G League practice. I'm not watching that. The the most exciting thing about the All-Star is probably the three-point contest. I don't even know who's in that. I have no idea who's in that. That's how much football dwarfs our, our, our awareness. Football takes over everything, and then we get ready for the All-Star, right? We get ready for basketball after football's over. And the All-Star weekend is this weekend, and just don't care. I do care, however, about the teams and what's going to happen. Oh, did you see this? This is this is this is kind of whack because they started doing this. You know, the team LeBron. Or they have the East, the East and West leading vote getters. Um, they pick their teams, and they've been doing that for the last, I think, two years. This year, though. Uh, they have changed how they're going to pick. So they avoid a last picked in the all-star draft. The captains will instead pick reserve players first, then the starters. Who's sorry, soft ass was mad about being the last dude picked as a starter? Man, come on, dog. Just get out there and ball. There's levels to this, man. You ain't LeBron. You ain't Giannis, who are the captains of this year. So you get picked when you get picked. You're a starter. You're a starter. It don't, yo, the starters get picked when the starters get picked. Who cares? Ah, oh, I can't say that, that. This is this is one thing. One of my, my boy Stoney said this to me. Man, it's a soft-ass league. Yeah, that is very soft. Somebody is very soft. But it ain't a soft league. It's just somebody don't want to be the last pick. It, it's a soft-ass somebody. Not a soft-ass league. Soft-ass somebody. But I digress. I am I am excited about the the rest of the season. The NBA trade deadline is has become must see TV. I mean, we got Kyrie traded over to the Mavericks, and I mean, it's only been I think three games, and they lost all three of them. And people are like, "Oh, it's not going to work." What what did you think it was going to work for? Did you think they were going to the finals because they got Kyrie? They were never going to the finals. So, what do you mean it's not going to work? Yeah, we know it's not going. They're not going to win the finals with Kyrie and Luka playing dominant ball positions at guard. Both of these guys can't def- don't defend, and they both need the ball in their hands all the time. So what are they going to do? This going to go back and forth. It's going to be the the Bel Air offense. Pass the ball to the Luka. Pass the ball to Kyrie and get out the way. They're, of course, it's not going to work. So why are we even talking about this? They weren't winning the championship. That's a non-story. It just sounds cool because Kyrie's a lightning rod and Kyrie's always talking and doing yada yada yada. But 
on the court, that's not going to work. They're not winning the championship, so so who cares? The Phoenix Suns got Kevin Durant, who uh, I guess he just started practicing with them the other day. He has press conference. You know, he was getting emotional and, you know, a little teary-eyed, talking about, you know, he can't wait to get there and make things happen. And he was, you know, he he liked the, the, the Nets and he was happy with it. Um, Y'all better win. That's all. I mean, I mean that's it. Y'all better win. I don't think they will because I don't trust old ass Chris Paul in the playoffs. I mean, all, I don't trust him in the regular season right now. He, he's not looking too good right now. And I know when it gets time, crush time, and it's time for the minutes to really matter and people, the pressure to go up, I just don't trust that Chris Paul going to get it done. I know KD's going to ball, but is his, is, is his body going to let him ball? Is he going to mess around and be hurt? Booker's going to be nice. You know, get you get your buckets, but who's who's playing D? They got rid of Mikael Bridges, who was their D guy on the on the perimeter. Jay Crowder was their D guy and a nice three point shooter. Cam Johnson was a nice three point shooter and stretch four. They got back T.J. Warren and Kevin Durant. They kept Aiton, so they got a nice starting five. But after that, dog, that bench is there's tumbleweed going down there. They can't mess around and have no kind of injuries. Because it's a wrap. I just don't. I mean, it sounds nice. They got a big three, sort of, but basically they got a big two and a half. Because Chris Paul ain't no big three no more. He ain't part of. He ain't, he ain't no big one no more. Chris Paul is a half. And of course, my Lakers. I don't know if we watched that game against the Pelicans. I know they was missing Zion, and Zion, Lord Jesus, just had another setback. He is becoming. It's just it's it's scary. I'm worried. He is being, he's hurt. He's been hurt every, basically every other year. And it's not like they're catastrophic injuries. It's just like little nagging injuries. And I don't know what's going on. It's like his hamstring and he had a setback. So he can't play right now, but he keeps getting hurt. And they're dangerous if they have him. If they have Zion on that, on that floor. I mean, hell, he was like an MVP candidate before he went down. If they got Zion, that's a whole different team because now you got McCollum, Ingram, and Zion. Good Lord. Good Lord. And they got Murphy, Troy Murphy the third out there shooting threes. Um uh they they got your boy uh Herb, and that dude is a monster on defense. They got the little dude he be annoying people, the little point guard Arroyo, I think his name is. Just they got havoc out there if they can have Zion playing. I love the coach Willie Green, dope. But my Lakers though, you got a healthy AD, a healthy LeBron. D'Angelo Russell, who I always said I I knew he was not going to be special in this league. And he when the, the Lakers drafted him number two overall, he got here and I was like, oh, that dude's too slow. He can't play defense and he can't get his own shot off. He's not he's not fast enough to get by anybody to get his own shot. He's gonna have to have pump fakes. The only way that dude's gonna really make some noise in this league is if he becomes a knockdown three-point shooter. If he could be a spot up and a knockdown three-point shooter and play with somebody that gets him the rock. He had to leave LA and go through some life everywhere else and get back here. And now he's in a perfect spot with LeBron James and Anthony Davis because they're going to command double teams. That dude is going to be able to get threes. And with his three-point shot, now he doesn't need all these pump fakes, right? With all that space, he's going to get threes, and now people are going to play him tighter, and now he's an NBA player. He can go by people who are all up on him. He can get by some people, and when he gets by people, they're not going to want to leave LeBron James. That's going to give him more space to work with. 
this is a perfect situation for D'Angelo Russell. Rui Achimura is going to, oh man, he looks so good with the Lakers. I, I, I love having this dude as like a fourth, fifth option on the team, which is what he needs to be. He was, in, he was with the Wizards. He's supposed to be their third, third best player. He's not that. But having him with LeBron and AD and D and D Russ, and now you bring Schroeder off the bench. And we got Malik Beasley to come in there and give us minutes. Vanderbilt is a dope power forward, you know, defender. They've got depth. They've got real NBA players. This is a squad now. And when this all-star break is over, I'm looking for them to make this push. I mean, look, they're right now the 13th seed in the West, right? But that's only three and a half games behind the number six. Three and a half games behind number six, which is Dallas, who's is kind of been in a free fall since they grabbed Kyrie. They're only four games back, I mean, five games back of the Suns. Four and a half games back of the Suns. The West is wide open for somebody to, for the Lakers to get up. The Lakers don't have to be in the play-in. They're going to get up there into the top six seeds with this squad now. And man, first round of the playoffs, you do not want to see this team. And and people keep talking about Denver. Or nobody wants to see. I don't think Denver's that. Denver is nice. They've got a good, they've got a really good team. But when it comes time for the playoffs, which is what I've been seeing and been saying for years, Jokovic is dope. I love that dude. But in the playoffs, when everybody is super fast and athletic, he just can't run with them. It just, AD, Dwight Howard gave him the blues that year. In the, that year, they won the, the, the Lakers won the championship. Gave him the blues. He could not guard AD, and Dwight Howard just busted him up, right? Like, and now the Lakers, we got Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is a dude to just put a body on Jokovic. And Mo Bamba, just press up on him. That's all you're going to do for this series is play D. And the Memphis, who, nobody's worried about Memphis. Outside of Ja, what do they got? They got Dylan Brooks, who, that's their second option. Jaron Jackson's supposed to be their, their second or third option. They're, they're, just a, they're just a team. They're not that good either. Sacramento, smoke and mirrors. Clippers are the team that I'm scared of. Because once they get everything in place and they've got Kawhi no longer load managing and Paul George balling, and if they get Russell Westbrook as well to come off the bench, they're going to have a squad there. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Clippers, Phoenix, and the Lakers out west as being the teams that really people got to watch out for. And of course, in the East, you got Boston and, and Milwaukee. I think that's it. Boston, Milwaukee are the squads. Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday and a bunch of dudes around them that just ball. It's going to be Boston and Milwaukee in the East Conference Finals again. And I can't wait to see that because that's going to be a damn series right there. But don't sleep on these Lakers, baby. They coming. Yo, you've been listening to I'm Probably Right. My name is Reggie Watkins. Thank you. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. Please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland's running the show, engineering, producing. Thank you so much, sir. If you like the podcast, tell a friend, share it. Make sure you find us wherever you find your podcast at, but mainly Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. B-L-E-A-V.com. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.